What if everything came with a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible, like at the cantina? I'll take a half-calf spotchka, lightweight. Here's your free audiobook download for Master and Apprentice from Audible. Or getting your Podracer serviced. My Podracer needs upgrades to the coupling and stabilizer. And here's your free audiobook download for Resistance Reborn from Audible. Life in the galaxy doesn't work that way, but there is one place you can go where you can get a free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And that's utini.com slash audible. Click the Audible logo and start your 30-day free trial, which includes a free audiobook download. So visit utini.com slash audible and get your free Star Wars audiobook download today. Welcome to the Living Force Podcast. A Utini production. <laughs> Episode 34, a look back at the top books of 2019. <laughs> On this episode, getting ready for Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. So good to have you back. And the Utini crew talks about their top five books of the past year. Read them, have you? And now, here are your hosts. <laughs> Dr. Corey Helton, Eric Eilerson, and Dr. Charles Hankel. <laughs> Down. We're just, oh my just gosh! Push it out. He just threw just us right in. Not, I don't even have the dock up right in the right in. way. I'm still highlighting stuff. Yeah, I don't even right. have the dock Char- open. <clears throat> Charles, you got to get the dock open, and it's got a link to the chat. Is in the dock too, so you should be able to get to that. Right. Over in Restream, give that a little refresh. Restream. That's a that's man. A- our bit rate. Bitrate looks good, guys. I can't believe how good our bitrate looks. It's so, it's so Man, good. I love a sexy bitrate. That, that is absolutely yeah. right. All right, Adam. Yeah, finally. We made it. I know. <laughs> Better late than never. Exactly. And listen, man, the bitrate is great. Adam, oh, the bitrate right? is great. And so is... We have two Adams. We're going to have to clarify what yeah. the Adam we're talking about. We have, we have lowercase a Adam Flora. We got uppercase a Adam Dyson. That'll be helpful. We got the um, vacuum. We got the vacuum and the the plant. There we go. Vacuum and the plant. We got Ross. What's up, man? We got Patrick. And yes, it is Charles. He actually is here. Look at that. That's me. You're ruining my intro, Dyson. Who's uh, <laughs> that third guy? Who's that third guy? I don't think he's he just he's not here anymore. Trevor, what's up? I'm new here. <laughs> You're new here. You don't know how this goes yet. But you know what? We're gonna throw you right in because. My friends, this is episode 34 of the Living Force Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Eric Eilerson, and with me, as always or sometimes, are the doctors themselves, <laughs> Dr. Corey Helton. Hello. Hello, and welcome to the high bid rate, just for you, Eric. Oh, I love it. It's so smooth, man. You did this just for me. I, I feel did. it. Oh, and with us as well fresh off a shift not even enough time to change into a star wars shirt is dr charles hankel hey buddy what's up don't call me palpatine but i'm back (laughs) excellent uh so (laughs) we're gonna get into a bunch of cool things this episode including our top five books of 2019 i'm so so excited to see your guys' lists um, but before we do that, a couple announcements, including an announcement that just got added to our doc. <laughs> Corey upgraded his internet. Yeah. Yes. Guys, if you are not a uh, patron subscriber that has access to the Aftermath, then you miss the complete and utter meltdown that I had <laughs> live on the air last week. It was pretty catastrophic. If you become a patron, this is an incentive to give us money, if you become a patron, you can see that right now, this very minute, by going to utini.com slash Patreon or patreon.com slash utini. Either one will get you there. Um, yeah, I had a total meltdown last week. I uh, could not get anything to work for the aftermath. And then the next day, I paid a lot of money to have a bunch of people come out and upgrade my internet. So now I should be good. So You're now awesome. you can see Corey throw a tantrum in HD. That <laughs> the way it was meant correct. to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are so we are so happy that you did that, and hey, thank you to you folks on Patreon for helping facilitate that change in the show. Like that's literally what we use it for. <laughs> I mean, we're trying to keep this show as high quality as we can, and we thank you all for your support as we do it. So, another big announcement. You may remember last week we said, you know, if we can get 
200 bucks a month by the end of the year, that'd be cool. We'll do a Queen Shadow Roundtable. Maybe, like, before Celebration. That's an idea. Well, <laughs> well, <August>. my friends. <laughs> um, our patrons answered the call immediately. Um, Ross Orlando upgraded to the Alliance High Command. Timothy Dunlap upgraded to the Jedi High Council. We got Adam, who just came in on the Inquisitor level this week and shot us past our goal of $200 a month. So, guys, the Queen Shadow Roundtable version 3.0 is officially happening. I can't believe we agreed to this. We just got everything working. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to catastrophically fail immediately. But... But yeah, I'm 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 in all seriousness, we we were blown away uh by us reaching that goal so immediately. Uh, again, right off the heels of the announcement of Queen's Peril. So I know a lot of people were planning to do a reread of that book anyway. So we are very thrilled to be offering in 2020 a two-part roundtable on Queen's Shadow. Um, as a heads up, that'll probably be coming your way either probably late January, early February. Uh, we'll be sure to put up plenty of notice so you can have time to reread the book yourself beforehand, uh, and we are really stoked to do it. Yeah, we didn't even get time to reread the book, so I guess no, we I have to do that. <laughs> I know, and I haven't. I don't think this is crazy. I just realized this. I don't think I've reread reread a single canon book. Other than thinking about it, mm. no. Um, I don't think I have either. I've st- I started Lost Stars on a reread, but then I jumped into something else. So uh, yeah, this is going to be super special. So thank you is. all again, and I can't wait. It's going to be I can't freaking either. I, I'm actually great. kind of excited to revisit a book that I wasn't super fond about because I think it's going to make me look at it with, with, with new eyes. Absolutely. I mean, we've had a whole year of stories since then, and I think we'll be right in the hype cycle of Queen's Peril. Uh, so it'll be like, ooh, whatever happens next, I get to read this character more in a couple months. So that'll be really exciting. Yeah. It's a great way to sort of fill the gap, too, because um, we're not going to have any books come out for a little bit right after the new year. So, um, That'll be exciting. Yeah, we'll take a pause from our 38th rewatch of The Rise of Skywalker to read a book. <laughs> um, another cool thing we wanted to talk about was a little project we're doing here at Utini, a little fun thing with the holiday season. Um, we decided to throw a Utini Christmas party, uh, which is going to be our first kind of official multi-state, multi-stream uh, Multi-country. Multi-country, yeah. yes, exactly. Um Shout out to a lot of y'all in the chat right now. Uh, that's going to be a bunch of us hanging out on uh, December 28th, later in the month. A lot of our staff, some of our higher level patrons are going to get together, going to do a secret Santa. Uh, and that's just going to be super fun. I It was a cool idea that Corey had. And somehow we got like 20 plus people's schedules across different time zones to work. Um, so I just wanted to keep you guys informed as our listeners that that's something we're doing. And yeah. if you... Um, have some holiday parties coming up. You get some cool Star Wars stuff. Let us know. We'd love to see what gifts you're giving some people. If you're giving books away, if you get some books, uh, tweet at us, email us. Let us know because it is the season for cheer, guys. It's Life Day. Yeah, that's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, we often feel like Utini is a part-time job. We talk about that all the time because we do this like on a weekly basis. So we're like, why don't we throw a company Christmas party? <laughs> so uh, we're gonna have a gigantic video call. People all over the world. The whole team is is gonna try to be there. Um, almost everybody has said they're gonna be there. That's on the Utini team. Mm-hmm. And we also open it up to our patrons. If you're in the Inquisitor um, level or up, you can come to the party. If you're in the High Council, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, High Command, Alliance High Commander up, you can participate in the um, Secret Santa. So kind of last call, I guess, if you're interested <laughs> in participating in that Secret Santa. don't really have a whole lot of time to buy presents at this point. Um, but if you want to come to the party and hang out with us, you can. We're also going to uh, all watch. We're going to live stream a, a Star Wars film together privately. It'll only be us that watches it. We're going to try to sync it up, have some cool technological um masterpiece that I've assembled to make that happen for us. Hopefully not catastrophically fail. So um, it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a really great way for us to sort of introduce a lot of the team to a lot of the patrons that haven't met a lot of the other teams. So um, we'll probably live stream some of that at some point. So stay tuned for more details about the Utini Christmas party. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. So much fun. It'll be a holiday warm up for the celebration party that is yet to come. Yeah, we'll, right. we'll, we'll have to start early so you can see what we're going to be like when we're sloshing around the floors of Anaheim. <laughs> Jared Mays in the chat said, if you pay $50 a month, you can fly Santa's sleigh. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a euphemism I don't understand yet. So that That's you can right. have the high ground. 
Yes, yes. Santa has, has the ultimate high ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, a couple more things before we jump into our favorite books of the year. Uh, we got a, a site review of a different kind this week. Um, we had a tweet that I wanted to shout out real quick from Raylo May, who's at May Raylo on Twitter, who tweeted out as saying that they are completely obsessed with the Living Force podcast and still listening through all our episodes, but this one, um, they, they shared a specific episode with us, with our conversation with Friends of the Force, where we shouted out Sky Talkers as well, um, and said how much they love Sky Talkers, how much they love us. Um, said they immediately subscribed in less than 60 seconds into their first episode with Sky Talkers as well. So I'm so glad we got to kind of share our podcast and also get to shout out some all other podcasts in this community. And it really made yeah. us feel part of the bigger picture, which is a lot of fun. It feels good to be looped in with Friends of the Forest and Sky Talkers too. It's, it's kind of an honor to me because both of those are really positive, awesome groups of people and, mm-hmm. and they're doing really great things in the community. So if we're even like kind of in the realm of those other shows, then I feel honored and blessed and I'm glad that we're here and I'm glad that you're getting a lot of listening to the show. Ray Lomay. Yes. I like, like the name too. Appreciate that. Hey, and we'll see you in a week or so. And also, you know, uh, listeners, we don't do a lot of speculation on this show. Uh, we're very upfront about that. But if you are a person that loves speculation, especially before episode nine, you got to hit Sky Talkers because man, their analysis of every trailer, of every bit of content is intense. It's way smarter than any of the crap that comes out of our mouths. Um, and if you want a little more up uh, in the lead up to episode nine, you got to check them out. Absolutely. All right, last couple things. Book reviews. We got more book reviews this week, as we do every week over on utini.com, which we thank you for. First from from our good buddy, Rolando91. Hey, buddy, it's you again. Uh, reviewed The Clone Wars Wild Space saying, it's a fun adventure that drags on too long. He gave it three stars, said the last third was a bit repetitive, the audiobook is a bit annoying once they get to the planet itself uh, with Bail Organa and Obi-Wan, but it's still a worthwhile read. Um, If you want to know more about the Clone Wars Wild Space, on Patreon today, we just released an episode of Legends Look Back, uh, which is the Patreon-exclusive podcast where our buddies Jared, who's in the chat right now, and Freddy, who's on here on occasion, Go through some Legends books with some other cool people. Uh, this episode included me because I love our Lord and Savior, Bail Organa. So if you are a patron, make sure you head over to your feed and get that book to hear more of other people's thoughts about the Clone Wars Wild Space. Another review we got was from reviewing legend P. Matty Ice. Yeah. Uh, for Like, seriously, the amount of reviews you pump out is incredible. Is uh, Aftermath Life Debt. Saying, even better than the first. I really love the third act, and it's a perfect payoff for the build. Five stars. I agree. You know, Corey, you said you haven't reread any canon books lately. I've kind of had a weird yearning to reread the Aftermath series lately. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Fun fact, Corey's never finished the Aftermath series. <gasps> Ooh, well, neither has my girlfriend. She's taking uh, Empire's End on her work trip. Um, so I guess I can't reread that one for a bit, but <laughs> that might, that might be a good, uh, we've never tackled a series before on our show. That might be a fun yeah. thing to, yeah, maybe, Hey, let's see how this queen shadow one goes and maybe we yeah. revisit more roundtables in the future. Let us know yeah, guys what not, you want us to do. Idea. People seem to really like those. Charles, have you finished the aftermath series? Have you read them all? No, absolutely not. That would be fun. We wow. should do it. Yeah. All three of us. I know the plots of the show. I mean, I've read the whole plots and stuff because I, I know about them because it's necessary canon knowledge, yeah. but I've actually not finished yet. Yeah. I've, I've Wikipedia them extensively, but I've not read them. Yep. Well, it sounds like yep. a plan to me. Uh, Corey, and then you, you got a few more reviews, right? That you didn't put in the doc because you're selfish. <clears throat> yes, that's right. I did not put them in the show notes. We did get a few more reviews this week. Uh, one from MCAL, who's left a lot of really great reviews. This one is from Last Shot, who called it a delightful surprise, said the, tr- the characters are very true to the original characters. It was definitely worth the read, and that it was surprising that he liked it as much as they did. So um, that's a good one. We also got one from uh, Krona. Somebody new. We've not really seen many reviews from this one. Mm. Um Corona, not Corona, like the beer, just Corona, C-R-O-N-A. They reviewed, interesting, the Mandalorian armor, which I believe is in the uh, the Bounty Hunter Wars trilogy. Yeah, the Bounty Hunter Wars. That's an old Legends book. Give it four out of five stars. Says it was a good book for any big Fett fan. Um, They love how they describe Boba Fett getting out of the Sarlacc pit, uh, which is fantastic that's a great story and i would really love to see something like that i think he i think he explodes a thermal detonator inside <laughs> it's a miracle he survived it um 
but yeah, we got a lot of really great reviews on utini.com this week. Make sure uh, you go and find those. If you read books, you like them, you don't like them, head over to utini.com, search for the book and find it, and you can re- leave a review on, on anything that you read, and we might read it aloud on the show. So 100%. Do that. Speaking of reviews, two Utini updates I want to mention. Our full review of Force Collector, spoilers and all, is up on the site. Uh, I wrote that last week. Uh, so if you haven't checked that out yet, be sure to check that. I know Force Collector kind of snuck under the radar a bit with all the craziness of the month. Uh, but if you want to uh, kind of get our full, again, spoiler-filled thoughts on it, it's up there for your perusal. And I wanted to just plug our other Patreon show. We already talked a bit about Legends Look Back. But we have been tirelessly putting up bounty hunt episodes with each part of The Mandalorian, uh, which is where we talk about um, each episode for about half an hour. Our thoughts on them, we've... We're all current, so the first five episodes all have Bounty Hunt right now. Um, so if you haven't been listening to that and you want more Mando in your life, because who doesn't, let's be honest, go check that out. That's about what I got. Anything, that, guys, did I miss anything? Do we have anything else on Utini that's awesome and freaking cool right now? Probably. There's just we don't have time for too it! Too much to even remember. <laughs> uh, so before we do our final meet of this show... Because I do want to give us plenty of time to talk about our top five books. That's what this show is about. That's what I'm really stoked about. I wanted to ask you guys. We're coming up on the end of the year, right? We're Mm -hmm. getting into full Rise of Skywalker mode. We're getting nostalgic. This has been a crazy year for us at Utini in Living Force. Um, To name a couple things we did, we changed the entire site and its purpose. (laughs) The entire company. (laughs) The entire company has changed. Um, it went from, well, maybe it's dead in the water to like one of the biggest databases for Star Wars literature on the internet. Uh, we launched this podcast and we launched a Patreon and other podcasts and other podcasts on the Patreon. (laughs) Yeah, we should, we should talk about this briefly. So we're, we are winding down the year and we've been talking about this a lot in our Slack channel lately. Um, but it's been a really nuts year for us. Uh, I think it was... I decided on Christmas Day of 2018 to discontinue Utini as we knew it. Like, it was on Christmas Day, but Mm -hmm. me being the generous and humble boss that I am, I decided not to ruin Christmas for everyone, and I decided not to announce it on Christmas Day. So I'm pretty sure I waited two days at least after, it may have been the day after Christmas, something like that, before I was like, hey guys, we are discontinuing the boxes. So for almost two years, Utini actually packed and sold Star Wars boxes. We had a subscription box with a magazine with artwork in it every single month. With um, our magazine had like articles about Star Wars stuff in it every month. It was a lot of fun, um, and it was just not really sustainable for me to do while in residency because I wasn't making thousands and thousands of dollars every <laughs> month. So I decided to discontinue it, and we needed to completely change directions and. This everything that you see now is is what we became. Like we became a sort of a free fan service community, and um, man, it feels like we've just jumped leaps and bounds into the eye of the community this year. Like I, I don't think I ever. There is very rare that I even see a post on Reddit anymore about like what Star Wars book should I read first without seeing our site come up in the in the comments, which is so unbelievably impressive to me. Yeah, uh, I never imagined it like this i mean i never thought we'd be able to come talk about star wars once a week together and have all you awesome listeners and viewers and just community members hang out with us um it's just been super cool and it's been kind of incredible to see it grow and i can't wait for 2020 um i mean star wars publishing is alive and well and as we've seen we'll keep pushing great content and once the saga films are done i i don't think it's out of the realm of possibility for it to lead the way in terms of the future of Star Wars. And we're going to be here every step of the way as long as you guys want us. So in the most earnest way, before we get back to the silliness, thank you. Thank you for listening to us. Thank you for visiting the site. Thank you for being our friends that chat Star Wars with us. That's that. All right, back to the fun stuff. Oh, you nerds. Uh, (laughs) We are going to take this moment uh, to take a super early break because once we get into our top fives, we want to go straight through. So if you're in the chat, get up, hit the bathroom, grab a drink. We're going to do the same. We're going to be back in a second. If you are listening to the audio, hi, happy Thursday or Friday. We'll be back in a bit after this Utini break. 
There, Living Force podcast listeners, Santa here, and when I'm out delivering toys to all the good little Padawans, I enjoy listening to my free Star Wars audiobook from Audible. And you can get a free book from Audible too. Just go to utini.com slash audible and click free trial. Then you can take your pick from all the Star Wars selections Audible has to offer. And if you're on the nice list, you might find a shiny new lightsaber under the tree this year. Except for you, Randy. Not after what happened last year. Christmas! And we are back! Wow! What an ad! Zowie wowie! I'm impressed. Moving on. That's so, not, that is not going to work as the new catchphrase. <laughs> <laughs> Zowie wowie moving on? It's not catching on. Alright, fine. Well, what is catching on, guys, is Star Wars literature, because 2019 was freaking awesome for Star Wars books. I mean, it was a great time to start a podcast about Star Wars books, is all I'm saying. Because we got so many amazing releases. What we're going to do now for the rest of the show is we're going to go around and do our top five books. We have not discussed these with each other. Corey put his in the dock, but I scrolled up so I won't get spoiled. Mm, I didn't um, see him either. Great. Uh, so what we're going to do, each of us is going to, to start with like my number five. If you're on the video stream, we're going to pull the book cover into frame so we can all witness it together. And then we'll chat about why it's our favorite. Um if someone mentions a book that's on your list but a little higher, you can mention that and we can talk about it a bit. But it'll be really freeform. Um, we're just going to kind of go by what we liked the best. Wait, um, are, we not, revealing, not, are we revealing them all at once? Like no, no. So like, I'll do my number five. Corey does his number five. You do okay. your number five. Like, So we'll do a little Ron Robin action. All right. Sound good? So we'll do fives, fours, threes, and then at the end we'll do some honorable mentions. All right. So... Because I'm a benevolent god, um, Charles, you're eating a bit. Corey, <laughs> let's start out with what is your number five book My of 2019? My number five book of 2019 is Thrawn Treason. No. Yes. Nice. It is. Okay. Is. So for a, for a book that I think um, Eugenie as a whole, we've sort of not been as hero-worshipping of Thrawn as a, I know a lot of the expanded universe kind of community kind of is mm-hmm. um but i overall really enjoyed thrawn treason um i did i i liked it i think i enjoyed it more so than um black spire and alphabet squadron so mm-hmm. which i'm sure are going to be in eric's top five um you don't know me i do know you and <laughs> <laughs> i do know you better than you would like to admit that's true but um yeah thrawn treason i i like that i like that thrawn's back and i like that this kind of for the most part, concluded this story with Thrawn, and I'm glad that this story is done and we get to have a new original story, but I thought I had some redeeming qualities. If you've not read the Thrawn trilogy, um, out of the Thrawn tri- the, the the new canon Thrawn trilogy, which is not really the, called the Thrawn trilogy, the, if you've not read the three Thrawn canon books, the first one, Thrawn, is a good read. It's in my top five books, kind of uh, canon books, like period, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, the second two are not quite as good, but I overall enjoyed Thrawn Treason for the most part this year. Um, I'm glad we got it. It was pretty hyped. Um, yeah, it was yeah. a lot of fun. And you'll probably cool. need some of that information for the new trilogy that's going to start, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Right. Probably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The Ascendancy. I, I, we'll probably see Aralani again, I would I would hope. Yeah. We're going to see a lot of that. I mean, in our roundtable episodes, we talked a lot about the, the third site, second site just stuff. Yep. Uh, and I'm guessing we're going to see a lot of that. I know we all loved that. Um. How about we had any, let's see any chat people? Anyone thinking about Thrawn Treason? Everyone's talking about the round. Yeah, they're all talking about Queen Shadow being in here. It will be destroyed if we bring it up, so we'll we'll find out. Um, but yeah, had a good time with Thrawn Treason. Excellent number five pick, Charles. What is your number five book of twenty nineteen? My number five is pause for dramatic effect. <laughs> Dooku Jedi Lost, and I'm counting it. Um, even though it was released as an audio drama initially, and I've technically not read uh, the hardcover, even though I have it here, I am saying it is my number five. I thought it was one of the more fun, enjoyable projects of the year. It was also probably the most unique one of the year. Uh, And it expounded a lot on a character that I didn't know that I cared about until after I read the book. And if there's anything that an expanded universe story can do, um, that is 
probably the most impressive for me. It's make me care about a character or an event or something like that that I previously didn't. So from that perspective, it was a big success for me. And like I mentioned, that audio drama format is something I'm hoping to see more of. So I think the fact that they put one out and I think that it was, um, people really enjoyed it just overall. I think that that could affect what we see down the line, maybe next year, maybe later. Yeah, we had the pleasure of having Kevin Scott on the show too. And that was awesome. Like it really kind of made that book special for me. So I, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah I mean, Kevin being the first interview we ever did was such a, a, a I think it felt like a, ch- a shift in our show and in our whole trajectory. We realized, oh, we can do that. Like we can talk to authors about their work, um, especially something that we all liked so much. And the uniqueness of that interview mixed with the uniqueness of that project, I agree, made it really awesome. And it's awesome. Number five. Um, my number five is a book that neither of you talked about yet. And it might be a little surprise. This one is nice. Star Wars Myths and Fables. Nice. Um, I freaking loved this book. This was my surprise of the year. Um, Star Wars Myths and Fables by George Mann was a collection of short stories that were kind of written in the realm of fairy tales, right? We we talked to George Mann um, earlier this year on another interview and really loved the way he talked about myth and the way he talked about storytelling, and it's also evident in this book. Um, the artwork is great by Grant Griffin, and the stories just kind of touched me in a way that I ne- I didn't expect, that I hadn't really felt since I was a kid, you know, because I hadn't read anything like that because maybe I thought I was too adult for it or I never would have picked it up if it hadn't been Star Wars. And I'm so glad that this book kind of broke down the barriers of adult versus child storytelling because we don't need to have that. We can just tell good stories. And it in the, my review for it that I wrote, it was one of the more glowing things that I wrote all year because I was touched so much by the power of this. And I'm so excited that we're getting more of it next year. Oh, we're getting some spooky stories. And I think that this format and this specific author can go far in Star Wars in the future. Um, and I know you, you guys, uh, we all kind of universally were surprised by how much we like myths and fables, right? Oh, 100%. Yeah, totally. I kind of forgot about myths and fables, otherwise I might have made it on my list. Oh, I didn't forget <laughs> about it. It made my list. Do I say where? Ooh. No, 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 no. We'll find out later. But that's okay. a good tease. All right. But yeah, no, all and right. George Mann was amazing to talk to. And weirdly enough, very good friends with Kevin Scott. You can commonly yes! see them hanging out on social media at various events and whatnot. Both great guys. Love that. All right, so those are number fives. Corey, start off our number fours. Number four, I have Crash of Fate is uh, my number four. Um, book. I overall enjoyed Crash of Fate a good deal. It was a really fast read that took place over an incredibly short period of time, and I really liked how it set up um, Galaxy's Edge. It really got me and Jack to go there, so... Um, we talked a lot about this. We had a full roundtable episode about Crash of Fate, but overall I found it to be a, a good read, um, a nice addition to the young adult line of Star Wars books. If you haven't read Crash of Fate, if you ever plan to go to Galaxy's Edge, you know you could maybe save it until you were getting ready to do that. But if I ever do go to Galaxy's Edge, we'll see. Um, I'm definitely going to try to read this book uh, again before I do. Absolutely. Uh, I, th- I think this book really alleviated a lot of our worries about the whole Galaxy's Edge line being just a cash grab or being something that was an advertisement for a theme park because it was actually just a story. And I think it was a new author to Star Wars who did a very great job and kind of proved that, uh, you know, you don't need to be a classic author to be able to write a good Star Wars story. You don't need to be separate from the other parts of the world like the theme parks to write a good story. Ultimately, if your characters are good and your plot is fun, we're going to dig it. Yeah, giving some shout out to the chat really quick. Um, people are saying that Jedi Loss is one of their absolute favorites. Um, Adam points out that he has only read four 2019 releases so far, and that's mm. the pitfall of a chronological journey. Um, yes, Adam, that is the pitfall of the, chron- of the chronological journey, and that's one of the reasons we have a whole section on our website about why you shouldn't read in chronological order. But so, you're doing you. You do you, yeah, Adam. Dixon. You but, do you, and as long as you're giving us money, I don't really give a shit what you do. So, but you've hey, got less than a month. Heavy. You've got less than a month to read one more, so you can actually have a top five. That's right. That's right. That's right. Um, Trevor also asked if we're only if we're only choosing books, are we going to show the comics some love? Mm. Um, 
personally, I didn't fall in love with a lot of the comics that fell out that came out this year. Um, we'll see how I feel about the new Charles Soule stuff, but yeah, I was I was similar. I I I read it a, a decent amount. I read a lot of the I like the Age of Republic, Age of Resistance stuff. Um, but I fell off the main story. Um, a bit, but I am we. I am starting though with all the the Hoth stuff in January and the new Vader run. Um, and next yeah. week's Rise of Kylo Ren, I am beyond stoked for. So that's yeah. where our comics yeah, love will go. We will probably talk about the Rise of Kylo Ren uh, line of comics sometime in January after that line is finished. So we'll see. Hundred percent. All right, uh, Charles, number four, please. All right. Well, you didn't have to wait long because my number four. <laughs> Is Myths and Fables. Um, Beautiful. Eric, I mean, I think you said really what needed to be said about it, but another project that was really unique from this year and um, that surprised me in a lot of ways, like you mentioned. So those two factors are going to rocket something towards the top of my list any year. Love it. Absolutely love it. Can't wait for more. Um, My number four is going to be a book that we already talked about as well. But I want to expand on a bit more, and that is The Dooku Jedi Lost. Um, I want to talk about what this book meant to me as a person that is a, a theater practitioner or a lover of the arts or whatever, right? It was kind of cool that this is the first time I got to see my love of theater and my love of Star Wars really combine um, in this literal way. Like, a script came out. And Star Wars fans got excited, which was something I never would have thought would ever happen. I never thought... Unless it's sold on I... eBay after being found under someone's bed. Precisely, Boyega. <laughs> um, but I never thought that people would give that the love and respect uh, that they give a normal book, and they did. I mean, they people were, were begging for this to be a hardcover novel after it came out in audio drama. And I thought it was a really great thing for Del Rey to do, to say, yes, some people either can't access the audio drama or want it in a different format. And they, they kind of get to create this whole new project um, for people like that. So it was a great things in terms of accessibility. Charles, you mentioned earlier, it made a character that I didn't really care for at all. Not a new favorite, but definitely up there, you know? Um, And it made me want this treatment for way more characters in the future. So I desperately do hope that we get the Dooku Jedi lost treatment for other characters going forward. We get more audio dramas that are fully produced. Um, and last thing I'm going to say about it is that Dooku Jedi Lost was our second ever round table. So we oh, were yeah. kind of finding our feet with it, but it also kind of ushered us in to this show and it will always have my love for that. So massive love to Dooku Jedi Lost. Totally. All right, Corey, number three. Number three for me is going to be Resistance Reborn. Um, I gave this book a really high review. I think I gave it a 9.5. Um, mm-hmm. We had really great things to say about it. We just finished that roundtable recently. And I know some folks in the chat were talking about reading it um, recently. Uh, who did I see that was just said they were just halfway through it? Somebody said it in the chat. But, man, our chat is really blowing up. I can't even find it. Maybe it was Patrick. Um, Resistance Reborn was really good. Uh, there's not a whole lot to rehash about it. I think it's a must-read before... You see the rise of Skywalker. You still got time. You could probably finish this in a week. I think I figured finished it in about three sittings. So okay. if you picked it, it up, it, it won't it won't let you stop. Like it is so yeah, gripping. That's right. <laughs> it's so good. That's so good. If you started it right now, you could definitely finish it before um, before next week next week's. Film, and it is which, relatively you know, short. It's less than three hundred pages. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And if Wedge and Tilly shows up in the film, you're really going to be kicking yourself for not having read this book. Oh God, I'm not prepared for what will happen to me emotionally if he does. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. It's going to take me like three or four watches just to process the Ooh. spectacle of it. Because like, I really do think it's going to tie into the EU this, this time more than it ever has. So we'll see. Uh, in nine days and 23 and a half hours, my showing is going to start. It doesn't Charles, feel that close. you're number three. <laughs> I can't believe it. Charles, what's your number three? Dude? My number three, um, thanks for warming me up there, Corey, is also Resistance Reborn. Um, nice. You know, a lot of the same reasons. I thought things that we just talked about on the roundtable that were like massively special about it was the sheer amount of stuff that it pulled in. But for me, that's actually why it's three as opposed to one and two is because it, uh, it was, I guess, a little bit less original in that it used so much material from other uh, comics and books and video games and whatnot. 
Um, and I really enjoyed some of the more original stories that came out this year. So that's why I put uh, those two books that are coming up soon above it. But Resistance Reborn, hugely important to the canon, um, hugely important for The Rise of Skywalker. And even though it's my number three, I would second what Corey said, that you should prioritize this uh, in the next week or so if you have not done so. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, great tease for your top two, given how good Resistance Reborn is. And rather than adding to what you said, uh, I'm just going to go on my own thing because, gentlemen, my number three is also Resistance Reborn. Trifecta. Uh, perfect three for three. Wow. <laughs> All of our number threes. <laughs> so uh, I'm just going to continue this train of thought and say Resistance Reborn is a masterpiece of a book. Um, we really got to dig dive deep into it on our roundtable, but some of the stuff that we didn't quite get to say which is which is crazy to think because we do those do last for so long um this book is just filled with so much care and love for star wars which is really what i think this year is exemplified My, all the all of these favorite books we're talking about were created by people that so clearly love the characters and clearly love the story and resistance reborn pulled no punches it dove deeper into material um without apologizing for it like it didn't kind of baby you through the bloodline stuff and the poe dameron comic stuff it's like you'll figure it out it's like the first star wars movie i we didn't know what the tantive four was or what alderaan was but we figured it out and resistance reborn wasn't afraid to kind of do that same kind of thing um i also loved it because this was a year as i said earlier of a lot of first-time writers um kicking ass and being amazing ushering rebecca roanhorse into star wars is incredible and i think we're going to look back on this book as her first of many hits and i think that if you can close this book and not immediately check your phone to see how close the rise of skywalker is then you don't have a pulse <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, that's right it makes totally. you need the next film so um a perfect sweep for our number three Corey. we got two left what is your number two book of the year 2019 My Number two book of the year of 2019 is Duke of Jail. Hey, pretty high. A lot higher. Love yeah, that. a lot higher than I think you guys both had. Um, I really, really enjoyed Duke of Jail. Lost. Um, I was really coming off of a high of uh, Master and Apprentice for this book, and there was just a lot of cool stuff that I had. Like it was, it was unique. It was um, original. This weird new format that we got of. Um, of being an audio drama was really awesome. And um, I just overall really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's so solid. And I think, you know, I keep saying on this show that a lot of the Canon books are more character based than plot based. And I don't think anything exemplifies that more than Dooku Jedi lost in the most obvious yeah. way. Yeah, I totally agree. I mean, I just, I think when thinking about the books that I wanted to pick for this top five list of 2019, like there's just a lot of scenes that really came to mind about Dooku Jedi Lost, and I, I don't think I would. I knew that I was going to remember it as fondly as I as I do mm -hmm. when I was actually listening to it. But I don't know. It was just it was such a great format. Like it was so new. And we've never had anything like this before. But it also felt very clearly like a book. And Kevin Scott nailed it, man. So I just totally loved this book. Um, I need to re-listen to the to the audiobook again. And um, yeah, I think it's a hit. Man, yeah. the, the cover, I've said this a bunch of times, but the cover is so sick and, and hardcover too. Beautiful. And the back looks so awesome. Like, yeah, yeah. it's it was, uh, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I have it on my shelf and it wasn't just in, in audio format. The only downside I'm going to say is that it's kind of destroyed all audiobooks for me in the future because I'm like, why isn't this just a full cast? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I think I might also have a little bit of a special place in my heart for it because I got to listen to about 10 minutes of it at Celebration. Um there was a there was a little there was a booth. Delray had a booth set up, and they were like kind of pitching it that they had the um, that this was coming out soon, and they had like a little bit you could listen to. Me and Caitlin both like put the headphones on and listened to the to the video. It was a it was a it was like pretty close to the beginning of the book where uh, Ventress was like in his house or something, and was like talking about how creepy his house was with his big giant desk and things like mm -hmm. that. And I was like, man, this is wild. I can't wait for this. So it broke the mold. It was great. That's right. All right, Charles, you've already done Dooku, so what is your number two? I am almost ashamed that I am pulling this book out before Eric could get to it, because I know it's coming. Alphabet Squadron Look is my number two <laughs> book. 
Um, it surprised me a little bit, actually, when I was making my list that this was as high as it is, but um, it really is. Looking back, this story is one that I really enjoyed. Again, I mentioned that originality is really important to me, and this book was definitely that. Um, I think this is going to be one of the big trilogies that we talk about when we kind of look back uh, in the next few years after we get the next two editions of it. But I mean, the characters were really memorable. I think the story started out slow, which kind of was uh, something that kept people from getting into it. But uh, if you make it all the way to the end, I think you will have a fantastic time with it. You'll get a whole bunch of characters that you'll care a lot about that you probably didn't think you were going to. From uh, Kairos, my favorite, to Will Lark, uh, Eric's favorite, and Corin Horn. No, Corin Horn's not in this book, but if he was, he would be Corey's favorite. Um, definitely read it. It's kind of the canon's new version of uh, the X-Wing series from back in Legends. Oh, yeah. And hey, let's just jump right into it, you beautiful son of a bitch, because Alphabet Squadron is also my number two. Uh, realizing that uh, Charles and I are basically the same person here. Um, <laughs> this book, uh, it was a lot of things for me. It, it, it's sentimental because Alphabet Squadron is the first book I ever received from Del Rey um, to review. So that, that was a very special moment for me. It was very emotional in that regard. Um, I remember getting the first package that had their postage address and my name, and that was really cool. Um but it's also the first book that I finished reading, and then, as I've said on a couple episodes, immediately went into the audiobook, because I'm like, I want to do it again. I had such a great time, and I loved this squad so much, and when I think about, like, in The Rise of Skywalker, what could give me the most chills, right, that shows up? It's like Alphabet Squadron checking in. I, uh, like, just that idea, just sends goosebumps all down my body and the idea the idea that we're getting two more of these is so cool because charles i think you're totally right i think this will be one of those trilogies that stands the test of time and is that event that people look forward to like the third alphabet squadron book what's it gonna be you know what is going to blow our minds about it um i was looking in the chat here i know ross said like i swear to god if anything happens to Hera, and like right that's the thing. Yeah. Could um, happen, though. Could very well happen. Could. I mean, very plausible for this story. Um, it would explain why she's not in the sequel trilogy stuff. It could be. So, I uh, I mean, I can't wait for Shadowfall next year. Um, I'm really, really glad that I gave this book a chance because I wasn't Freed's biggest fan before it. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited to go back and reexamine his other works now purely because of this book. And it is very, very happily at my number two. Now, gentlemen, question. Do we all want to reveal yes. number one at the same yeah, time? Yeah, I was going to ask if we could just do it that way because I have all a right, feeling so, it's the same for all of us. I don't know, guys. I don't know if mine is, if nah, mine is a little different yeah. that I would like to I would like to, I'd like to go. I mean, I oh, okay. You want to go? Corey, go. Yeah, my number one book for 2019 was I, Jedi. <laughs> now, this book <laughs> was really special to me for a number of reasons. I I really like the main character, Corn Horn. He seems like a, a normal guy. He's not at all like a, a dirty cop that doesn't have any redeeming qualities. And um, in his artwork, man, look at him on the cover of this book. Like he just looks like such a nice guy and not at all a boomer that would have voted for Trump. Um, he and you know I really appreciated the the first person view from this book. It wasn't at all trash like everybody said it was. Um, yeah, I Jedi. It was a top notch. Amazing. Twenty nineteen. Who the the sleeper hit of the year? <laughs> Michael Stackpole's own re release of I Jedi. <laughs> so you guys have heard the story about why i have this cover don't you do you guys i think charles you and eric remember yeah. this. um but good old rick. yeah so um yeah rick on our team um who uh used to be one of our big writers helped put together the magazine back when we sold uh sold the the books uh he bought me the copy of uh thrown alliance here's the special like denver it's not a glare on this camera i'm sorry it's like the denver comic-con edition of the book and he uh he sent it to me and was really cool of him and He's got this cool Anakin and Thrawn on the cover. Um, but when he sent it to me, this I Jedi, he printed this. He works for a 
printing company. He printed this and put it on the front. So I swear to God, when I opened it, I thought he sent me. I thought that I had wired him $50 from the Sydney <laughs> flipping iJedi hardcover that he had found in like a pawn shop or something. I was so freaking mad when I first got it, but then I laughed. Oh, okay. I needed that. Oh, that's great. And oh, yeah. Everyone in the chat agrees. Corey, you won the night. Well done. Uh, but if it wasn't <laughs> iJedi... I'm gonna count us down, guys. I uh, well, so they want you three. All, we can all we'll, show it at the same time because it only shows one of us on the camera yeah. at a time. But we'll all say the title at the same time. All Ready? Right. Uh, uh, after three. So one, two, three. Master, Master Apprentice. Apprentice. <laughs> Screw you, Corey. It's Master and Apprentice. Master um, and Apprentice. It's it's the best book of the year. I mean, <laughs> it's not um, even a question. Mm-hmm. Eric, you also have the uh, Celebration Edition that I'm holding. I too. feel lame. I, I only have so sick this one, but this one's what beautiful a loser. Too. What a loser! <laughs> I really wish I really wish the celebration edition had all the print, like the font and stuff on the front. Yeah, because it doesn't. So you guys are the losers. You don't even know what book that is. There's no words <laughs> on your book. <laughs> it's on. The, it's on the binding. Yeah, it's not it's cool. print is there. Did I ever say? Yeah, like I got I got the celebration edition while I was in Alabama by finding someone in our Utini Facebook group that was there, and then. PayPaling them and getting a friend of mine to meet them to get the cover. Like it was a whole that is shebang, dedication. Cover purchases aside, Master and Apprentice is um it's it's perfect. I mean it is it is the book that I think I mean it basically started the year. It was the our first real episode we ever did was our round table in Master and Apprentice, and we were like, Well, this is gonna be a cool book discussion show, but we all were just like, Yeah, it's great. Um, which may not have been the best episode. <laughs> um, but I think that it had a lot riding on it. it. It was Claudia Gray, who has basically a perfect track record, but with that came a lot of pressure. I mean, um, can she live up to Bloodline, Leia, Princess of Alderaan, Lost Stars? It was a book about Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan. People have wanted more Qui-Gon, especially forever. How was that going to go? It was the canons um, touching the prequel era for the first time. Like A lot was riding on this book. And she, it was a home run, easily. Yeah. yeah, the the special edition cover for me too is a little sentimental because it's got that great story accompanying it. So me and Caitlin at Celebration, we got there um, like two hours early. We're like, oh, we'll get here two hours early and beat the crowd. Yeah, that was fucking wrong. So if you go to, <laughs> pardon my French, if you go to Celebration and you want to get in the floor early, you have to be there like six hours early, not not like two hours early like we were. You feel so we casual. got there. I know we got there and the line was already backed out the door and I'm like, all right, this is a lost cause. I was kind of mad. Uh, so I'm just like wandering around taking pictures and they're getting ready to let people in. I'm like, all right, it's going to be an hour before I can get in there and get in line to get the special edition master apprentice. I know I'm not going to get it. And the security guy walks up to me right where I'm standing, not to me, but like right where I'm standing. I'm just sitting here taking pictures with my phone of some of the stuff on the show floor and stuff. And he goes, all right, everybody go in, just drops the gate right in front of me. And I'm just like looking around like, uh, okay. And just go in mad dash for the master and apprentice line. Uh, I was like the first person in there for, um, like the first 15 minutes of getting in the line. So I obviously got the band to get master and apprentice. And then I turned around and got a really great spot to stand to watch the rise of Skywalker trailer. So it was an awesome day. It's my highlight. (laughs) I think moment of me being a scumbag at celebration. Um, but I just happened to be staying in the right place at the right time. And that's how I got the special edition cover. So, um, I liked it. I, I like that I, I get the cool version that's sentimental to me because my first celebration and stuff. But overall, I absolutely loved the book. Um, I st- Adam pointed out in our uh, Discord last night that if you start watching all the Star Wars films yesterday, you got one a night before The Rise of Skywalker. So I couldn't sleep last night. I have mad insomnia all the time. And I came down and watched a good part of uh, The Phantom Menace last night. And I can't watch The Phantom Menace the same after reading this book, guys. Yeah, I don't know if you guys have tried... But it's not the same. Qui-Gon no. is not the same after reading this book. And that is the beauty and the glory of the expanded universe is to change the way you look at the films. And that's exactly what it did for me. Um, Obi-Wan's a different character. Just interactions are different. Like how I think about Qui-Gon, his relationship with the council is different. Yeah. Like I just watched a few minutes before we started the recording. And one small thing I noticed is when Qui-Gon comes back and he's telling the council that, like, here's Anakin. They tested him and they say, no, we're not going to train him. He's too old. And Qui-Gon says, like, tough shit, I'm going to train him anyway. Um, They, like, kind of interrupt him and are like, well, we don't have time for this right now because the senator is going back to Naboo. The queen's going back to Naboo and you guys need to accompany her and see if you can get to the bottom of this mystery. 
Um, and he says, y'all are dismissed. May the force be with you or whatever. And Obi-Wan and Anakin both bow to the council. Qui-Gon doesn't bow to the council after they were like, no, you can't treat Anakin. I have never noticed that small detail before, but I'm watching Qui-Gon closer now because Mm, I've read this book and like Qui-Gon disagrees with the council and it's no flipping wonder why, like the way that they interact with him makes so much more sense. And that's been retconned beautifully. So yeah. um, And there's also a great reason for that, that we didn't know until this book came out with one of the greatest characters that came out this year, Rail Averroes. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. buddy. Rail Averroes, man, maybe the best, the best voice in all of, uh, Dooku's that I lost too. Oh yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, the, the, the boundaries that book broke of people being able to talk about that era, people being able to, like you're saying, Corey, view these characters in a different light, and also on its own, just being a flipping great story. I mean, Claudia yeah. Gray is is the best. She's she is at the top of the mountain for a reason. Um, and this book just furthered her reign. I mean, I think I go I go back and forth between is this or Lost Stars better? Um, depending on the day, depending on the mood, and I think that. She is just writing such good quality, and next year, when we get some Project Luminous news, which will be in January, um, what her part of that project will be, uh, I'm sure will be just as high quality, and Master Enterprise showed us that we are in such, such good hands. Um, a couple of shout-outs to the chat here real quick. Uh, tons of Master and Apprentice love, as always, as I assumed. Uh, Adam mentions that it was his favorite canon novel till he read Thrawn. And then it went down to number three after he finished Lost Stars. So again, two really great, really great books there. If you're gonna if you're gonna go over Master and Apprentice, you know those are those are good ways to do it. Um, so those are our top fives, real quick. Uh, Corey, can you go down your entire list from number five to number one for 2019? Yes, my number five is Thrawn Treason. Number four was Galaxy's Edge: A Crash of Fate. Number three was Resistance Reborn. Um, number two is uh, Dooku Jedi Loss, and number one was Master and Apprentice. All right. Charles? So my number five was Dooku Jedi Lost. Number four is Myths and Fables. Number three is Resistance Reborn. Two is Alphabet Squadron, and one is Master and Apprentice. All right. And mine, literally one different from Charles. <laughs> uh, my number five is Myths and Fables. Uh, my number four was Dooku Jedi Lost. My number three, Resistance Reborn. My number two was Alphabet Squadron. My number one, Master and Apprentice. Uh, but overall, really appreciate really appreciate that you guys. We all have pretty different tastes in this. I don't have Alphabet Squadron on my list at all, and I don't think you guys had Thrawn Treason. Did you might have Crash or of Fate? Crash of Fate? Uh, no, actually, and yeah, you didn't have Missing yeah. Fables. Both of crazy, those. But... That's right. Yeah, both of those were my honorable mentions, Corey. But you surprised yeah. me actually that you had those in your top five because even on our roundtables, I didn't realize how much you you enjoyed those. Yeah. 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 So let's do that real quick. Uh, so Charles, you mentioned. So what? What are your honorable mentions, man? That didn't quite make it into your list, including you had Crash of Fate, Thrawn. Yeah, those were my two that I wrote down, and then the other one that jumps to mind that I'm actually a little bit surprised wasn't in any of our lists, and I'm kind of questioning our taste a little bit. Is Black Spire? No one mm-hmm. had Black Spire totally. in their list, and honestly, it was it was really good. It was another book that, similar to Crash of Fate, kind of. Uh, hashed out by two and you know some things that you'll see in galaxy's edge and i know that we had you know a a lot of fun talking about uh what that book did in particular in terms of talking about the psychological burdens that a lot of the characters would honestly have that were explored in that book that we don't typically see in other media so that's definitely deserves a shout out um it, it is it's in the honorable mentions for sure yeah, I think I think Black Spire definitely belongs in the honorable mentions for me too. It's just I think Black Spire was unfortunately a bit of a sandwich. Like the best part of that book was in the very middle. Like both the beginning and the end were not very hard hitting for me. It took a lot to get into. We joked a lot about how much they use the word spy in the book. Fair. Um especially in the intro and then the ending just felt a little sudden and, and such. So I think if it just it felt like there was a lot of outside influence on Dawson on writing that book. So uh, yeah, I could see it, but it definitely didn't make it into my top five. I did enjoy the book a great deal, um, though. And Myths and Fables would definitely make it into my honorable mention um, as well. Um, 
I'm kind of surprised none of you guys said Black Spire, though, now that you bring it up. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm going to just finish up that trio, too, by saying Black Spire was my honorable mention. And I think it, it's less of a comment on Black Spire and more of a comment on how good the other five were. You know, it's Yeah, that's a very good point. Yeah, too. it's one of those years that was just so good mm-hmm. that you can't... If we were doing a top ten or top seven, you know, easy, Black Spire would have been in there. I also want to shout out... And an unorthodox pick, uh, which was the Starfighter owner's manual <laughs> that I reviewed on the site, uh, was nice. so cool. I think it was such a cool technical thing to yeah. to read through and something I ne- would have never thought was like a Star Wars book, uh, but expanded my uh, kind of view on it so much. And then in all seriousness, with no irony at all, I do want to mention Queen Shadow as well. Um, I'm and surprised that didn't make it into your top five, honestly, Eric. Almost did. I really, For really dug that alone. book. For Sabe, God, I would die for Sabe. God, step <laughs> on my face and spit in me, Sabe. Um, I think that that book did some cool stuff for Padme as a character, obviously, first and foremost, but also just for an entirely different kind of storytelling. It was a book unlike anything we've gotten before. I think Queen's Peril will continue that, and I'm looking forward to reexamining it in our future roundtable. And it's going to be great. All right, so folks, that is our episode on our top five books of the year. Before we get out of here, um, we want to briefly mention our upcoming weeks because, as we said, y'all, it's it's Rise of Skywalker time. I can't believe it. We're Holy there. smokes. It doesn't feel like it. It's only just now starting to set in. Yeah, like, as you're listening to this podcast, um, if you're listening on Thursday, a week from tonight, the movie is out. If oh you're listening God. on Friday, and a week from tonight... You'll have seen it, I'm assuming. Um, and we'll know so many things, and we can't wait. So in honor of that, next week's episode, we're going to bend our rules a little bit. Uh, we're going to speculate just a bit, just a smidge. We're going to talk about what we think might be coming in the movie. We'll go over kind of what we think you need to know going into the film. Um, if you don't have time to essentially rewatch the entire trilogy or anything like that, we'll recap for you kind of the main points of what's going on any fun EU stuff, and our maybe our own personal wish lists of what we would like to see uh, in The Rise of Skywalker. Again, if none of it happens, we'll be fine. That's right. That's I imagine we'll probably, talk a, we'll probably talk a little bit about like a lot of the Expanded Universe content, which we've yeah. already talked about it all ex- in, in ex- extensively on the show, but we might talk a little bit more about um, sort of the stuff that you might want to dive into if you're still riding the wave of how high you are from the movie and like it might be a good time to tackle Resistance Reborn. It'll be fun to re- sort of revisit those types of things after we've seen it, um, but I think next week we're going to briefly talk about some of the stuff surrounding the film also. 100%. It's not real. It's not going to be real until we see it, but next time you listen to us, everyone, It'll be that time uh, of the month, of the year, of our lives. That's right. So, and I know uh, one, one last thing I do want to uh, do want to hit on. I know that if you're listening, you've heard us harp on this a thousand times before. But going to see a Star Wars film, the, the name of the game is managing expectations. People are already talking about it in our chat. Like, just choose to go into it, have a good time. Um, choose to go into it. And commit to enjoying it no matter what happens. Don't be disappointed if you don't get what you want. Just commit to having a good time with it regardless what happens on the screen. And I can assure you, you'll be happier because of it. Um, I know there's been a lot of really crazy leaks online that a lot of people are not super happy with. If that's the whole story, then so be it. But we're all Star Wars fans here. We're all positive here. And we're all like committed to making this an enjoyable experience for everyone. So um, just try to keep that in mind as you go into the theater. I know that I constantly think about that. And um, it's, it's, it's all about managing expectations. No question. And on that note of positivity and love, that is going to do it, my friends, for this week's episode of The Living Force. If you are new to our show, please don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts and tune in every single week to hear us at Utini talk about the Star Wars Expanded Universe. Please go ahead, leave us a review on iTunes to help people find us, and head over to utini.com for reviews, articles, and comprehensive book profiles on every single story in the Star Wars galaxy. Speaking of which, you're going to want to keep your eyes peeled for Queen's Peril and Thrawn Ascendancy Chaos Rising coming next year, as well as a host of comics and reference books you can find over at utini.com at our release schedule. If you're looking to buy some of these books, you want to help support the show, Look up your book on Utini, click the Amazon link on the profile, and we'll get a few cents to help keep our lights on. 
If you'd like to help us out more directly, you can find us on patreon.com slash utini or on TeePublic, where our first wave of t-shirt designs are now live. We've seen some pictures of those in our Discord. Keep them coming. We love them. Join us on Patreon for exclusive content every month. For just two bucks, you can join our Jedi Initiate level where you get early access to episodes of this show. And for five bucks a month, you'll become a Guardian of the Wills where you'll receive the extra shows every month, including Legends Look Back and Bounty Hunt. If you're an Inquisitor tier or up, head over to Patreon right now and join us for Aftermath, our exclusive after-show hangout. A special thank you to Adam Dyson, Timothy Dunlap, and Patrick Ortiz, who are on our Jedi High Council for their amazing support. If you want your thoughts on this show, email us at livingforcepod at utini.com, tweet at us at livingforcepod, or join our Utini Discord community by going to utini.com slash discord. You can find us individually on Twitter at Eric Eilerson, Corey is at DocStarWarsMD, Charles is at C. Henkel. A special thank you to Matt Davenport, our amazing editor, Freddie, our producer, and Wes, our community manager, and our man in the chair. Thank you to Corey and Charles for podcasting with me. And as always, may the force be with you. There is no hatred. There is joy. There is no division. There is union. There is no apathy. There is passion. There is no gatekeeping. There is community. This is the Utini Star Wars Fan Code. Embrace it, live by it, and above all, trust in the living force. That's all for this week. Join our community and surround yourself with like-minded fans by visiting us online at utini.com. Until next time, may the force be with you. <laughs>